Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat. Hey everybody, welcome to the Baldwin Safety Chat podcast, where we talk about basically all things safety, safety management systems, how to do our job a little bit better, and everything in between. A lot of topics that we like to cover here just to keep things real, keep things relevant. And in today's topic, the thing that comes to mind is psychological health of our front line. We are at unprecedented times. We just went through a pandemic that really, really shook the world up. And we have other world events, such as the invasion in Ukraine and all the kinds of things going on in the world. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of complexity, a lot of variability, just a lot going on. It can have a strain on frontline workers, especially pilots, in terms of stress and anxiety. And the thing about stress and anxiety, especially when it's when it's not acute, but it's chronic. With stress and anxiety, it has a tendency to really weigh on people, drain them, make them feel fatigued. Just overall could lead to depression. Higher anxiety can lead to anxiety disorders. And of course, we don't want our frontline working with those kind of conditions or that kind of mental state. So the challenge is, I think we first need to realize that, yes, we are in a time that is related to a lot of change, a lot of stress and anxiety. The funny thing about change is when we have to adapt with the environment, especially our organization if we're going to remain relevant, but we have to adapt with the environment, but that adaptation actually uses your frontal cortex. That is your powerhouse. That's where we think. That's where we rationalize. And that takes energy. Change, having to use the energy rather than our, our limbic system, you know, the really primitive system, which is very reaction, very low energy. Having to use that energy obviously also adds to the fatigue within uh, our frontline workers. Kind of a feedback mechanism, but it's very important to realize with the change, with the uncertainty, with just the basic dynamics of the industry right now, some of it is good. We've seen 135s become very, very busy, you know, as the 91s and whatnot return to pre-pandemic levels of flying. Those are good things. That means we're producing. That means we're getting back into the swing of things and possibly even doing better. Again, we're in an industry now, we're working with less people because of the dynamics, again, of people going to the airlines so we're working more maybe being away from our families more that can also add to the stress so even a good thing in this time of volatility ambiguity complexity and uncertainty it adds to the stress so so the question is what are some things that we can do about it especially as safety leaders and what can we encourage our leaders the leaders of our organization from the aspect of psychological health what can we do in the meantime as safety leaders what we can encourage is communication i know that sounds obvious or trivial, but when you consider that a leader's work is built upon how she or he communicates, and talking represents 70% of a leader's time. It's that communication that's going to be very important, especially during these times. And a study has found that leaders tend to under-communicate by a factor of 10. And if you think we're in a time where we probably need communication the most and leaders are not communicating, how that could be adding or even exacerbating the problem, we really need to encourage our leaders to communicate. What's really important is the quality of the communication and the type of communication and who it's directed to. Also, the volume or the frequency of that communication. It is these aspects that will determine uh, if we're communicating appropriately, having the effect of reducing anxiety in the workplace, creating certainty in the workplace. And some might ask, how do we do that? I wish I had all the answers, but the idea of motivating language theory 
is very fascinating and it's been widely studied. It is a strategic approach to how we communicate, what we communicate, and when we communicate. You're being mindful and deliberate about the communication that we're doing in the organization. And so when it comes to motivating language, there's three types. There's meaning-making language, there's empathetic language, and there's direction-giving language. When we use them strategically, the leaders will sit there and think, well, in what situations would I use meaning-making language? And what situations would I use empathetic? And which situations, obviously, would I use direction-giving? That's an important question to ask. Then understanding these three different types and when they can be applied is equally important. When we look at the different types of motivating language, direction-giving is, as it sounds, guide and provide direction. That's what we want to do. We help reduce tactical uncertainty, so it's basically telling people how to do it task, how to do a particular job, whatever that might be. When employees need this, it's not there because the leaders are under communicating. There's going to be a lot of uncertainty because they don't know if they're doing right. People want to do well at their job. They want to have a positive outcome, but they have no idea if they're doing it correctly. And we usually see these with like process workers. Direction giving language is important, again, to reduce uncertainty in those jobs that require direction where they're supposed to be giving step by step. On the flip side of this, what's interesting about direction giving language, I was asked in a class, is it possible to over communicate? I said, yes, I think it is only possible to over communicate. Specifically, if you're giving direction giving language, for example, like a knowledge worker or somebody that has a really good understanding doesn't need direction. If you're constantly giving direction giving language to these individuals, then yes, that will be over communicating because people see that as being condescending, micromanaging. So so be careful of that. But the people that need direction giving language, they will flourish if given the right guidance and direction. Now, the next one being empathetic, very personal. It helps to basically harmonize the leader-follower relationship. It helps to increase what's called an affective commitment, like an emotional commitment to the organization and the leader. It helps to increase it. A lot of times, you know, people need this, especially in the time of the pandemic, times of uncertainty right now, what's going on in the world. It might even be impacting the particular industry, but people are just, it's on their mind. They're worried about it. If if we just be human with another individual and say, hey, how are you doing all this? And how's your family? How are you holding up? How are they holding up? Any challenges? Anything, you know, maybe we can talk about? This is actually coming to that human level. And I know we all think, okay, we have a position, we have a job, we got to get it done. Understand. But we are all human. If we can communicate on an empathetic level to other humans, especially if it looks like somebody's struggling during all this, it'd be very important. Just that personal language can go a long way. Now, if you are a leader listening to this and you have a bunch of followers, this goes a very long way. Not only in increasing that affective commitment, as we said, but also trust in you. It's something I would consider implementing into your workplace. And then finally, we have the meaning-making language. It mitigates confusion and anchors hope. It's basically communicating like the higher purpose. Where are we going with the organization? And me as a leader, where do I see us being, you know, in five years, 10 years? Sometimes, you know, that's a wag. I understand, especially with today's events. What is our vision? Where do we want to be? And what steps are we taking to get there? And this is meaning-making. And this, this helps to anchor people's hopes and thinking, okay, we have a plan. We're going to continue on. We're going to soldier on. And sometimes that's all people need to hear. We go through these uncertain times and they don't, they don't hear boo from anybody. Oh, what's going on with the organization? What's happening? What is my future here? We tend to very under communicate that, especially during times of isolation, like we saw in COVID, where we're not seeing our leader nor hearing from him or her. That breeds a lot of anxiety.
and a lot of distrust. It's important we have this language, whether it be the empathetic language, the motivating or the meaning-making language, and then the direction-giving language. Those those three are, are important, and to use them strategically to help reduce that stress and anxiety that's going on. But as a leader, we need to be aware of this. We need to be aware, first of all, I think we can all concede that, yes, we are in very uncertain times. We need to be aware of how that's affecting our employees. It could be elements that are impacting our industry that we need to deal with, but even not impacting our industry, just the stuff that's going on in the world. You know, political tension, social tension, wars, just all kinds of opinions. You know, we show up to work and as a pilot, we're supposed to be, or a line service individual, a mechanic, we're supposed to be fit, ready for duty. And if we have all this stuff in the back of our mind, it's obviously going to impact. So as leaders, safety leaders, our organization leaders, both preferably, I think we need to look at how we communicate and how we communicate. And then how often, one thing we never really touched on was frequency. We kind of touched on it over communication. And that's what we were talking about with giving direction, giving language to people who don't need direction, giving language. When it comes to the frequency of communication, it's also very important. Like I said, if you're going to go silent as a leader for long periods, even a week, two weeks, if you're silent and you're not present, again, people are going to be anxious. They're going to see that as uncertainty. Like, why are they not here? Why are they not talking to me? How come they haven't said anything to me? Did I do something wrong? Are we losing our jobs? Is the company going under? So so all these thoughts kind of spiral out of control sometimes when people don't hear from their leaders. So the frequency is important. You continue to communicate regularly with rich communications using some element of motivating language. And I think you'll see that have a marked difference on um, stress and anxiety in uh, in the organization. Bottom line is we have to look out for each other, uh, especially now. And as leaders, we have the opportunity to do so. We can give direction to people who need direction to kind of guide them through a job so that they know they'll be successful. We can cast the vision of where we're going to be in the organization, what our health is, where we're going, what our aspirations and dreams are as an organization. And then we can always remember that, hey, we're all human and we all need somebody to talk to. Uh, We're very social creatures and we need to talk about human things, not just the job, not just the organization, but human things, things going on in life. So I hope this was somewhat helpful. It's something I'm kind of passionate about, especially using the right language and how it can motivate individuals. I hope you can use these tips. I hope you take this into consideration. Understand with the times we're in, people can be stressed out. Use empathy, cast that vision, and then when needed, give direction. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. Let me know if these are helpful, if there's anything else I can talk about. Send me a joke (laughs) and I'll use it as long as it's an appropriate joke. I will be glad to use it, give you credit for it. I hope to see you guys next week for the podcast. I'll know a little bit more about uh, getting our special guest on. Until then, guys, take care. Thank you for what you do. Stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.